From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Task and Twos. Welcome to Task and Twos. I'm Luke Tasker. He is, of course, Andy Fan Twos. Twos, man, what is the deal? Why your stash is weak? What's going on? I can't rock it like you, man. I, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't uh, have that have that type of style, have that level of uh, of confidence like you do. So that's. Um, uh, yeah, can't, you're missing can't out, it. man. We, uh, <laughs> Louis B and I have the uh, Movember campaign up and going. Any Ticat fans, if you want to make a donation and grow out your stash, uh, we're going to do some sort of, I don't know, meet and greet or you get something signed. We haven't, I don't know if we've uh, totally decided as to what it is, but if you want to join the uh, Ticat Audio Network uh, Movember campaign, uh, reach out to us and and we'll uh, and and you'll be part part of the team for this year. The uh, Andy, you missed it, 2018. We, I peer pressured every single member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, including up management, coaching staff, into growing out mustaches. I, we probably had a good 95% uh, uh, participation that year. And I, uh, we got, I got like wooden, like really like, you know, gentlemanly like mustache combs for anybody who <laughs> shaved to the stash, did a little, like we had a little thing going, like a, we called it a, uh, the, uh, cause you know, playoffs you know, every game you win, everyone gets another game check. So, you know, you kind of have that in mind. And so we called it a, a dash for the cash with the stash. <laughs> and oh, uh, that warms my heart. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was beauty, man. June Jones had a mustache. Uh, Dennis McKnight. We had, oh, we had go, go and media, everybody, obviously Louis B did it as well. We had all kinds of guys the the day that, uh, the day that Larry Dean one like who, by the way, Larry Dean was an embodiment of how to be a captain of a football team. Like he was a true leader on a football team, but he was not a stash guy. <laughs> and the day that he shaved to his mustache, like shaved the rest of his beard off, he came into the facilities with like, like a full, uh, not a toque, but like a full like face warmer, like you know what you would wear, like, like a balaclava. Yeah, yeah balaclava. <laughs> so like only he came into the facilities like only his eyes showing, and every, you know everybody knew. But he got up in the front of the special teams meeting, and I sorry, Soli did the same thing. We had to like like we were this close to pinning Soli down on the floor of the locker room and shaving his beard off because we because he was so you know he didn't want to do it. But both of these guys, it was perfect how they did it because they decided together to shave fully to the, just, just the mustache on the same day and had the big reveal in the uh, special teams meeting that morning. But boy, it was a, you'd be surprised how much a mustache contest can bring a team together. It was a, it was a great, uh, great uh, (laughs) moment. You, you would have very much so loved the, the peer, the, the sort of friendly peer pressuring that we had, that we did that year. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine, man. I'm proud of you. I'm uh, I'm glad you stepped up and did that and got, got all that, all the buy-in. That's, uh, that's great, man. man. (laughs) We had some, we had some legitimate buy-in and Mike Filer, I think, let's see. Yeah. He had the mustache all year that year. So he was sort of, uh, leading the campaign as well. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we had great buy-in. bunch of bunch of guys. All we set it on the field after practice, and we were making a push. Like you know, we were playing well and making a push to to, to solidify playoffs. And we had a bunch of young guys just like sprint right into the locker room and shave like immediately after practice when we like announced that we were gonna do this. And it was a great it was a great buy-in. It was a great way to to you know do something all together. And so then everybody got a nice little comb. Coach O actually. 
shaved to the mustache that year as well. He was the receiver coach that year with June and, and those guys and shaved right to the mustache, right, right, right away. It was a beautiful buy-in. The, uh, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You remember the year where I'm sure uh, there were some interesting looking cats there. Oh, some beauties, man. Some real beauties. Cause some guys, <laughs> I mean, I cheated like I cheat every year with the mustaches cause I grew out, I had my whole beard going. It's like, I, I don't want to go from scratch, you know? So, but I, we just threw this at a bunch of players. So some guys had just like a day's like five o'clock shadow growth. And they said, all right, I'm doing it. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so like, I really, I was easier for me. A lot of these guys just, they said, shoot, if the team's doing it, I'm in. So that it was, it was so, it was so, such a beauty of a, of a, just a team team uh, thing. But it reminds me because the year, I don't know if it was 15 or 14, I don't think it could have been 14, but you, myself, I want to say it was definitely Greg Ellingson and then CJ Gable as well. And I think Matt Coates, maybe there was some other guys too, but we all decided not to cut our hair from training camp <laughs> all the way through the Grey <laughs> Cup. And which we, we, so it was 2014 because we went to the Grey Cup that year. And Oh, we were just the shaggiest receiver room. And then CJ Gable would come over from the running backs as well. But we had just this nasty, these just greasy flows under the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to grow, I used to grow my throat like every, every couple of years until I, until I started getting some, you know, some uh, wisdom in there, some silver Fox. And then <laughs> oh, yeah. it didn't quite look the same with a, <laughs> with a gray fro. So uh, I had to keep it, keep it short and short and neat. From yeah. Then Dude, yours grows like it was like it's voluminous, man. Like it gets yeah. up, up high. You should see my high school graduation picture. Like it's <laughs> up on the wall in high school, and like uh, you know, coming from a small town and being pretty successful in sports, like people always uh, often yeah. will like look for you on the wall. And I just got this big smile with this basketball size fro, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, who is this guy? You know, uh, like what a beauty. Who is this idiot? The uh, the Grey Cup ended, and I remember coming home to Buffalo, like you know that you know late uh, November and whatever, and shaved to a nice clean haircut, like you know season was over. And I remember texting you guys a picture, and then sure enough, like come like the following like April, you still had the whole thing going. Like you just <laughs> you just never gave up on it. I just that that was just amazing. Yeah, I think that was my last hurrah, but. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love the hair coming out of the helmet, that the look, oh. you know, the hockey hair look. You know who's got it going on right now? I don't know if you've noticed this. They don't get a lot of credit in the uh, in the line of scrimmage there, but Brandon Revenberg right now, one of my good buddies, has some nice lettuce coming out of the helmet right now. He looks like a <laughs> looks like a I don't know, like a lineman from days past. You know, he doesn't wear any gloves. He's just like this big, just animal of a man up there with just his shaggy hair. <laughs> proud of him yeah <clears throat> great dude awesome player too wow yes. i love i love seeing him like 30 yards downfield oh he's fast too he is surprisingly man. fast so yeah it's fun oh man you got you guys uh that that just makes me think about the <laughs> when you when you guys started your own your own band <laughs> oh dude <laughs> that, about, that, man <laughs> we've talked about ping pong like those little things like oh but I say they all they bring us all together. That not everyone was a fan of the band. Our band name was, of course, as you remember, Dirty Mike and the Boys. Oh yeah, Dirty <laughs> Mike and the Boys. Mike Filer, uh, Mike Filer, Carrie Coke, and myself were the uh, founding members. The uh, 
Yeah, that would that uh, that had mixed mixed reviews around the locker room. I, we you know it, it was awesome. The players we were learning songs. We were in the training room sometimes six p.m. like at like four hours after the workday was over. We were just in there jamming out. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mike had his guitar, and we were just uh, you know just singing our hearts off. But uh, yeah, the staff. Uh, well, it's funny because we found a. Uh, remember that. Uh, what's it called open mic night at yeah, uh, in Ancaster yeah coaching lantern over there on like old Wilson road <laughs> yeah and put on and we went up to the open mic night <laughs> like you're supposed to do like two songs and then get off the stage so everybody else can can like because there's other guys there and we just stayed on the stage for like half an hour just saying, <laughs> saying every song that we had practiced we had like 15 guys there and it was like a Thursday before the game it was amazing yeah. <clears throat> yeah. A bunch of the, bunch of the players went, some of the training staff, uh, right. even coach, even Deeker was there, you know, Deaker. well, Deeker's Deaker. heart. He, you know, Deke rivers is a guitar is a rock and roll man at heart. So, you know, he had to show up. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing requests and, uh, oh, well, yeah. it all kind of started even before that. I remember on our road trips, we'd go into some, some karaoke bars, like the odd time <laughs> and you would sing, you know, wagon wheel and oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, get yeah. up on stage and 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 for all our listeners like tasker's the real deal now he's so, got the he's got the voice you like, know you know what actually that's his own matthew is, mcconaughey here or something <laughs> <laughs> there is footage of that the tie cats like media guys who would that have been like pre louis b it would have been like boy i, I the, well do we have like edited like legitimate footage of the of the uh Open coach mic. and lantern yeah the coach oh. and lantern open mic night yeah, yeah. Like, that exists somewhere not sure where but we uh yeah we we just took like if anyone knows where the coach and lantern it was a tiny little bar and we just overtook the whole thing there was just tie cats everywhere <laughs> so the kicker of this story was we might have we might have been a touch distracted by our musicianship and <laughs> i remember <laughs> that was on a thursday we played on a saturday and we won against BC, actually, fittingly, at home. But I legitimately dropped a wide open touchdown pass through my hands, like like it, like honest to goodness, the my, the DB fell down on the field, and I was standing by myself, and the, the pass went right through my hands. But we did win. We kicked five field goals to win the game with, and like I think it was, I think it was. Uh, excuse me, it was six field goals and a single we had, it was 19 to something that we beat BC, but I was, uh, I, I, that was deemed, <laughs> that was deemed that it was a distraction from dirty Mike and the boys that I dropped that pass. And, and we kind of fizzled out that year after some, uh, after some peer pressure from, from the higher ups, but <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think overall it was a, it was a good team bonding event. You guys would go not only in the training room, but you go to, his apartment mike's apartment or something and practice oh, like practice songs so you know while, while other people are playing video games or or wasting yeah. time some other way you're you know you're doing something that's connecting you and uh and not just burying your heads in your phone so i'm all about 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 it i'd, I'd love to see that in, in this day and age the last uh dirty mike and the boys uh performance was actually in steubenville ohio you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah. At, uh, <laughs> at where, of course, the hometown of uh, CFL legend Zach Caleros, and we were at the—I uh, don't know what it was, like the his his Zach Caleros like uh, charity golf tournament, right? And so we had the Steubenville Country Club, you know, rented out for the tournament, and Dirty Mike and the boys uh, did a little uh, impromptu performance, which was fun. 
Yeah, and Dean Calero, Zach's dad, he's a big he's a big music guy, and uh, and his his uh, sister in law, um, yeah, Nicole Alessa, sister, yeah. Alessa is a is a, you know she was a professional musician as well, so she records her own music and some some top forty stuff. So yeah, uh, it was it was quite a good show. It's like wow, who are these guys coming up from Canada? And uh, well, awesome, you're man. not even you're an honorary Canadian, but coming yeah. up from out of town, I should say, and yeah. putting on a show. And the Steubenville locals were loving it. It was great, you know? man. Yeah, the, uh, Zach's yeah Zach's dad had a little had has a legitimate little uh, folk group down there. They they were awesome, man. The uh, what a what a uh, what a great little uh, trip down there that was. The uh, well, old uh, we, we Mike and I used to at Tim Hortons Field. Dirty Mike and the boys started at uh, Jarvis, you know, in the in like the old random rooms that they had all around that building. And then Tim Hortons Field, we would go down to what is now Forge's locker room, what was which, which was an empty visitors locker room, and we just jam out in in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the locker room. Man, it was uh, that's awesome stuff, dude. It's it's just a uh, those little things are so important to the, to the health of a team man. to the, to, it makes, makes everything just so much more enjoyable as you go through the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love using the facilities for, you know, for extracurricular events and uh, it's just such a great, such a great spot. And you know, the tie cats did it up, right? Yeah. It was, it was so welcoming, you know, welcoming one of the, uh, out there. one of the biggest abuses of the facility was, hundred percent. You remember Peter Dyakowski was a, I mean, if the coffee wasn't right at the stadium, like Peter might not practice that day. Like it was, <laughs> it was very important to get the, like the coffee station. Right. And like, you're supposed to like have a little, you know, sense of professionalism or privacy in like a person's office space, like the head training staff's office space, but not with the tie cats. The, the head trainer's office is effectively like the Tim Hortons of the facility. Like we had our coffee machines in there. We had, we were bringing in bagels and donuts on a daily basis. And there was zero privacy in the training room because Peter had the coffee station. I mean, set up to perfection. He, he, like, he, he knew the amount of like grounds, like it wasn't a full package. You can't do the full package with a full carafe of water. Peter had the ratio <laughs> just right absolute beauty the year we got kicked out of there for abusing that privilege of 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 having access to the training staff's uh private office peter and i like stayed late at the facility one day to take the entire coffee station and rebuild it in what is now the media uh, lounge at that time it was the players players like ping pong room effectively <laughs> but then we rebuilt the entire uh, you know coffee yeah. set up so that so that peter would practice the next day because sure enough he probably would have skipped if if uh we if we couldn't get our uh, morning coffees in <laughs> how many coffees do you think peter had a day because you know he had like two after practice in the cold tub and hot tub at least <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah he it was abusive what he what he did to his body with coffee man oh my heavens <laughs> like it was nuts the, well that's not the worst peter used to eat mcdonald's before games like that is that there that is not recommended by by uh, the uh, Canadian Health Department. I don't think. <laughs> I think one of my favorite Peter story Peter stories is um, like he played eleven years, right? I believe, and he wore the exact same shirt on every single road trip. So every single road trip for eleven years, he's got the exact same button down shirt on the plane, like. I don't know. Like so, some people might not have noticed, but 
That's just, oh. to me, is just hilarious. The funny know. thing is, like, I mean, think of what a dress shirt does after you wear it for 11 years, like multiple times, like like 20 times a year. The, like the collar, you know, it's like, your, it's like your regular, like you could, like it's a dress shirt you could wear a tie with, or you could, of course, just wear it like a button down, right? But like the collar, like had no like ability to stand up anymore. So it would just like flare out to like the end of his collarbones. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, what the heck? It looks like a shirt you would like paint with now. It's like a paint smock or whatever, but like he just, he just superstitious, yeah. whatever, man. He had the same like ugly, like pastel shirt for, you know, a whole career. It's a beautiful thing. And no matter what time we played on the road, he would be up uh, X amount of t- hours before the game. So even if it was a one o'clock game, he'd be out, in the streets by 6 a.m. kind of thing. Yeah. And he would go find his like his quart of of berries of three different kinds of berries. <laughs> he would find some oats and make his little like his little, you know, granola shake or whatever it's called. And uh he just very superstitious guy. But what a what a contradiction. Because well, you're right. The guy eats like he probably eats twenty five dollars of berries per breakfast. Like the guy, the guy has like 15 servings in there. Like he just puts every kind of berry he can find and makes this monster of a smoothie every morning. To my knowledge, he still does this. <laughs> yeah. He said 335 days out of the year, probably. He, makes it, he has the same breakfast, 335 days out of the year. Jeez. <laughs> but berries yeah. for breakfast and then McDonald's pre, uh, you know, just slams the McDonald's burgers pregame. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah like you play it in bc or something you go for sushi the night before of course yeah. you have to go all you can eat if you're going with peter yeah. and and he gets his money's worth just to say that and I, I, don't, I don't know how he does it i don't know how he goes on that field with with you know with two kilograms of rice you know let alone all the all the sushi and seaweed and everything else amazing amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it's wild he's uh He's a, he's a certainly an interesting cat, but the best guy to, I, I also loved, I, Zach told me, taught me this actually. He's like, just, just bring Peter a coffee and tell him to teach you something in the hot tub or the cold tub. <laughs> and you want to, you want to like be able to sit in the cold tub for 15 minutes without getting cold. Yeah. Like just have some entertaining conversation with Peter and, uh, and bring him a coffee and he'll teach you about whatever you want. Like it could be, you could learn about electrical equipment or you could learn about the civil war or you could learn about the ninth the 1400s, you know, like whatever you dude, want. What an amazing dude. Un- it's just unbelievable. So he is highly intelligent, but I tell you what, you better be ready to sit there for 15 minutes when you get him going on something. Cause like if you get, if you catch that off guard, he'll, he'll start going about the civil war before you knew it. And like you had some place to be, but not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the, uh, I just have a vivid memory. It was like one of the first couple of weeks I was on the Ticats, 2013, busing to McMaster, which by the way, the bus stories is a whole nother episode. But I, Peter Dykowski and Greg Ellingson got in a full-on wrestling match. We're talking about, I don't know, almost 500 pounds of man. No, it'd be well more than that, actually. 530 pounds of human being, professional athletes. They were literally in a full-fledged wrestling match, clothes, <laughs> clothes being ripped off on the way to practice at McMaster. These things just, uh, I, you think back at the time, there was surely probably a good reason for it, but they were in a legitimate wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, those bus rides were the best. Man, Peter, he's, he's something <laughs> Peter. else. Oh, man. We should get him on a Task and Do's podcast. Just a special guy. He could learn. He could just teach that. We could ask him, Peter, 
you know, I don't know. Tell us about the early years of the CFL. Give us a good Grey Cup story from the history of the CFL or something. He, he, he'd, he'd make it. That guy's a po- living podcast, man. Endless. <laughs> yeah, I still get to uh, work with Peter these days. So, but, but you're absolutely oh, yeah. right. I'm, I, I have to be selective in, in the times I want to, <laughs> I want to I ask him for, for something. Yeah, amazing, man. Yeah, surely, uh, surely many things coming in the in the future years of Peter Dykowski. You never know what he's going to get involved in politics, business, CFLPA. The guys, uh, the guys all over the place. Great, uh, great Canadian, at least in the eyes of Luke Tasker. Yeah, same here. That's good. <clears throat> same here. And he's got a big connection with this game. You know, he's uh, from Vancouver and uh, but True. obviously played 10 years in Hamilton. So Hamilton and he and now lives and resides yeah, in Hamilton. Here, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, his his home his childhood team against uh you know his 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 blood. That's right, Ticats. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's good, man. Good stuff. Lee, uh, getting ready for this weekend, man. I uh, love love just love just recounting the uh, the uh, locker room days, and we have more more weeks to come, more uh, more player stories to share, more fun to have. So. We'll call it, and two is looking forward to seeing you up there uh, this week for the uh, BC Lions coming to town, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, nice chat with you. You too. Have a good one. Task and twos: like and subscribe to hang with them weekly.